Welcome to Surviving Motherhood with Chris and Rachel. We're talking about all things parenting, the mishaps, the struggles, and maybe even some motivation. Grab your coffee or wine and join us for some real talk. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Surviving Motherhood, our little podcast where we talk about all things motherhood. And today we have a guest with us, and we're very excited. We have Katie Allen, and we are going to be talking about her um, planner, Artful Agenda. It's digital. It's great. I've been using it for a month now, and I'm a big fan, so I can't wait to kind of dive in with her and see how it all got started. And Katie, uh, we'd love if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. Hi, everybody. Um, I would love to. So um, I am a mom of two. I have a five-year-old little boy named Oliver, and I have a two-year-old little girl, Rosie, and I've been married for 10 years. I just celebrated my 10-year wedding anniversary, and yeah, I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and for the past three years, I have been a consultant with Usborne Books and have just kind of climbed up in that company and lead a fairly large team. And I'm fairly busy with that. And so I struggled to keep track of everything, um, to keep everything on my calendar straight. I could never really find the calendar that I needed, um, that inspired me that I was excited to use. I really, really liked paper planners. I liked the look of them and the feel of them. They always made me so excited, but I couldn't use it. Um, because Mm. I really needed something that would sync with my husband's calendar. He's a touring musician. He's gone a lot. And I just could not write something in a paper planner and then turn right back around and have to do double entry so that he could see what I was doing and vice versa. So I got the idea to, you know, the first thing I did actually was I went to see if it was out there. You know, I just assumed that it was. I was like, there has to be like a really cute, fun digital planner that syncs with everything. And there was Girl, I have downloaded so many calendar apps hoping that that was out there. Because I'm the exact same way. I love a good paper planner. I have had just about every brand you can imagine. And I have bought all the silly accessories that go with it. And it is my happy place. <laughs> yes. I, I'm with you on that. I And I found one that was a phone app that I thought was pretty cute and fun. But it did not sync with, you know, iCal or Google Calendar or anything. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just, I think I'm going to make it. I think I'm going to develop this. And um, so that's what I did. And that's what I've been doing the past couple of years. And I still, um, and I'm still heavily involved in Usborne. And kind of the two go hand in hand for me because making this planner was really my way to, have a way to keep my life organized and on track and feeling a little yeah. more sane. Yes. I, I mean, 
I think any planning as a mom is so important because I lose my head if it's not attached to my shoulders. Yes. I cannot keep up with anything since having kids. I've always been scatterbrained, but like now it's like times 10. <laughs> so I yes. feel you. I feel you completely. So what really got you? I Well, I, you kind of already answered this, but what got you into the planning world, like paper planners and stuff? Did you oh, um, that, start yeah. when you were doing um, the book sales? No, I've always been really into it. So, and what's really funny is that I am not actually a very organized or self-disciplined person. I'm really not. I'm more kind of the creative type that kind of just like does things on a whim or whatever. But there is like that little thing inside of me that does like to organize and does like to plan. I struggle to keep things that way, but I do like it initially at least. Yes. And this probably goes all the way back to my college days. I, I would have a calendar and I, I would bring it to class. And while I was listening to the lecture and taking notes, I would also like add things in my paper calendar. And I remember color coding it. And I had set, like, I remember that like, um, like science, I think was green and anything math related was red and I just yes. enjoyed math was always red. I was right. I don't know. <laughs> I, but I had my whole thing like that. I think English was blue. Um, and I just, I would color code it and kind of keep track of it. And I just always enjoyed that so much. And um, I don't know, it kind of gave me a sense of calm and a sense of control, even though I wasn't always the best at keeping up with it. Um, yeah. And then I probably started noticing some beautiful calendars coming out probably when I started teaching. Um, so I taught for a little while. I was a drama teacher and I remember the Erin Condren planner was so popular. Mm -hmm. I had several teacher friends who used it. I thought it was so fun and cute. And so I just started following a lot of those women who had their own planner companies on Instagram. And I just was always very inspired by them. Um, when, when planners would come out for the year, a couple times I even bought them because I wanted so desperately to use those products because they're so beautiful and fun. And, um, it just never worked for me, but I've always, I think probably since college, I've been into the idea of planning and making lists and mapping out what I'm going to do, even right. though I'm not that organized. That is maybe the one <laughs> I, thing I like that. That one aspect. I love the process of it. I'm right there with you. I love the process of the laying it out and color coding in the first couple of months in a new planner. I'm like golden. And then from there, it all goes downhill. Yeah, it's girl. like baby books, you know, yes. with your kids. Like you write, you write all of the first kid what they do. And then the second kid, I'm like, well, I've made it to two months. And then, <laughs> and then the rest yep. is like, Absolutely. Yes, exactly. That is 100% how it is for me. And really kind of most everything in my life. I, I get really excited about starting things and have to really push myself to finish them. You cut out a, just for a second there. What was, what was that? Oh, sorry. I was just saying kind of everything in my life. I get really excited about starting things, but I have to like push myself to finish no, them. I, so we feel you, we feel you on that one. So what is like your routine to stay organized? Like, do you check the planner every morning, every night, or like, how does it work for you to that is an, a great question. So I work from home and I work primarily on my computer with my business. And so that's actually why I started Artful Agenda on the computer, because that's where I work. And 
I, at the, at its core, I was making, I don't want this to sound self-centered, but I was making the product that I wanted, Yeah, you know? And so, um, I wanted something that would be on my computer because I liked that it could be big. It could be kind of horizontal. It could be kind of shaped more like a planner layout. And so I, I have it pretty much always open on my computer. When I start my work day, I check it and I probably use it multiple times throughout the day. No, I definitely do because I'm using the checklist functions of it too. So I'll sit down and like, you know, and ideally I do this the night before, but it doesn't always happen. (laughs) Ideally I plan out like what my most priority tasks are the night before. Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of plan out what I'm going to try to do that day the night before. But if I don't get to it, say it's like really crazy getting the kids to bed or I have like a work thing late at night or whatever, or if I just want to spend time with my husband and not worry about that, um, I'll start my work day out that way. Yeah. So I'll open up my computer and kind of like take 15 minutes to sort through my master list of things I need to do and figure out what's going on my daily list. I'll take a little bit of time to kind of block out some, I do like time blocking. So I'll block little chunks of time that I'm going to work on those work tasks and things. And then, you know, fill in, I'll I'll put that in around like the family stuff, like swimming lessons for Oliver and stuff like that. So that's kind of my routine. And I'm, I'm accessing it a lot throughout the day because I'm checking those things off my list and kind of going back to it a lot. And that works for me because I'm on my computer working. Right. So And everybody loves checking off things off of their uh-huh. list. Yes. It, in fact, that was like a very funny thing that we had a lot of surveys and questioned a lot of people. Do you want Do you want to like check the item off of the list on Artful Agenda or do you want to cross through? And we <laughs> actually ended up doing both because oh, funny. if you look and it, it kind of works, like you get to see it cross off, but it, the check mark also shows up and it's I very think satisfying. It, it's, it's satisfying for both people, you know, yes, everybody exactly. won in that situation. So what is your favorite feature of the planner? I would say it's probably, and this is probably a feature that a lot of people don't know you can do, Ooh. but there is a move item or snooze feature. It's fairly new and oh. I keep a master list in my list tab. So Artful Agenda has a little tab where you can keep lists of everything. And I have a master list of things that need to get done for Usborne that need to get done for Artful Agenda. And I have a master list of things that need to get done just in life. You know, it could be like make Oliver his five-year-old checkup appointment or whatever. And when those things pop into my mind, I go dump them on that master list really quick. You know what I mean? Like if I think of something that I need to do, it goes on that master list. And so when I'm figuring out what I want to do for the day in Artful Agenda, you can go to your master list and you can assign those tasks to a certain day that you want to work on them. And I use that a lot. I'll go through my list that I need to get done for Artful Agenda and maybe it'll say email developer about this question and I can assign it to today. And then it shows up on my daily list. And I really like that. Um, that's probably my favorite feature. And you can also snooze things to the next day. So if you don't get it done, you can move the task to the next day or even just a future day. That's awesome. Um, so what kind of views does it include? So what, what all, um, features are people getting as far as views? 
Right. Okay. So um, if you access it from your computer, your laptop or your desktop, you're going to, it's going to open up to the month view. So you're going to have your month calendar. There's a little tab for month. And then we have a week view. So that's going to have like kind of your time schedule for the whole week that you can scroll through. And then every day is going to have your priority tasks and your meal planning in your week view. Um, There's also like a little area in that view for goals for that week. And then there's also goals on the month view. I should have mentioned that. So there's a tab for the month view, a tab for the week view. And then my favorite is the tab for the day view. And the day view is like a double page spread. The left side is your schedule for the day, all of your events. And the right side, it's kind of based on those kind of daily productivity planners that have become really popular. It has Mm -hmm. an area for like priority or must do tasks. I try to put like my top three things in that section. Then it has an area for your other tasks. Then it has a custom list. You can use it for anything. Um, Some people, and you can change that title to be whatever you want. Some people use it as a gratitude journal. Some people use it as um, just like if they need to make a quick shopping list just for that day. I actually have an assistant that helps me several times a week. And mm-hmm. that's actually where I put her list. Oh, um, so mine just says her name's Maddie and it just says Maddie's list. And so when I think of things that she could help me with, that's what goes in there. Um, and then there, on that same day view, there's a water tracker and then the daily meal planning section. And then we also have the list tab. So you've got monthly, weekly, and daily tabs. And then you have the list tab. And this is an area... Yes where you just can make any type of master list with check boxes or no check boxes. You can color code or not. You can format it. Um, and I use that just for everything. Um, packing lists, Definitely. productivity lists, Christmas shopping, brainstorming, just everything. Girl, I already have a Christmas list started on mine for my children because I will remember, I will forget every single good idea I come up with. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm the same way. I have it too. And for me, because I'm in direct sales, I even have a list of like people that I need to be reaching out to because my team is fairly large. And so I, I kind of identify who is really on my radar to be helping as far as coaching them or supporting them. So I keep a list of those girls. Um, and I like that you can kind of indent people so I can keep a list of people who are in my first line and then kind of indent for people who are underneath them. Um, that helps me a lot. Keep that yeah. part of my life organized. So what features are for Artful Agenda? What are you looking to add in the future? Well, the big thing is the mobile apps. So right now there is a mobile friendly website that a lot of people don't use because we sync to Google and to Apple and now to Outlook. So you can just use on your phone any of your normal Apple, Google, Outlook calendars, and it will sync to your Artful on your computer. But the thing that I heard when I released the the web app was we want a mobile app over and over and over. So we've actually already started development of that. It'll be ready in the next few months. So that's the big thing. Yeah, that's awesome. the, The iOS and the Android apps that will go along um, with the web app. So that's coming up next. And um, we have a lot of fun ideas that we are going to look into for the future, like being able to use like the tablet pens to write 
I was actually going to ask about that because I have my Apple Pencil that I would love to be able to use, but it's more important that it syncs to my phone and to my husband's phone. Right. (laughs) That's that's number one. Well, we would probably look into some sort of thing where when you wrote, it might translate it to text. Yeah. That, That way, because if it's not translated to text, I don't know that we could sync it. So I don't know. We're going to, we're going to brainstorm and play play around with that. Yeah. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't sync my writing, that's okay. Right. (laughs) Most important are the calendar things. My husband has gotten onto me for years because I do photography um, part-time and it's usually, you know, when my husband's off. And so I am terrible or have been terrible about actually getting my sessions in my calendar that syncs the family calendar. And now that it's all on there, uh, I, my, I, I will plan while my husband's at work and he will send me a text be like, Rachel, you've added 20 items to our calendar. And I'm like, honey, <laughs> I didn't organize. But- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f- are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You leave a tab of Artful Agenda open on my desktop and just run to it anytime I'm like getting organized. But I was planning many sessions and literally probably put 25 items in. He was like, I just keep getting alerts. And I'm like, dude, chill out. <laughs> you know about it now, at least. I, I think my husband could probably say the same story. I don't know if he has his thing to get alerts, but I'm constantly adding things to our family calendar. I think he might have to turn them off. Yeah, and he may <laughs> have. He may but have. But they'll be know. on his calendar, so that's the most important part. That is part. the most important part. And yes. he cannot say, I did not tell him. This so, is exactly right. Yes. That's the best part. That's funny. So what are your best tips for somebody who's just getting into planning? Oh my goodness. I mean, for me, I am just really, really into time blocking. I think that it is so effective. I actually hired a a kind of a coach um, last summer. Um, She was just somebody to kind of help me with my business. And this was the main thing that I learned from her. And, and this might just be so obvious to some people, but the first thing that she had me do, and I, I loved this, I would recommend it to literally anybody. She had me write down everything I did for like four or five days, like what I did every minute of the day. And that sounds crazy, but it really helps you kind of see where you're spending the time. Oh, I don't know yeah, if I, I would want to do that. <laughs> it was so incredibly eye-opening. And, um, I just, I really enjoyed it a lot. And then, um, and then I, she kind of worked with me on this idea of like, look at everything you need to get done today. Now, 
assign it to different times during your day. So I would put on my calendar, you know, nine o'clock to nine thirty, answer messages from my team, you know, nine thirty to ten thirty, work on my new graphics for whatever, you know, and I take those tasks and I assign them into times. And in my opinion, when it comes to planning, and you could do this, doesn't have to be with work stuff. You know, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you can do, you know, breakfast from this time to this time. We're going to work on cleaning out the kids' closets from this time to this time. And even if you don't perfectly stick to it, what it helps you do is be more realistic about what you can accomplish in that day. And it also helps you walk away from something that is taking way too much time like I used to, I used to work on something that, and I would just go down a rabbit hole with it. And then the, the day would end and I would realize, wow, all I did was work on this one thing and all these other things that needed to happen didn't happen. And so oh, yeah. this way I'm like, well, I kind of walked off this amount of time for this and I give myself some leeway, but like if I blocked off an hour and I'm going on like an hour and a half, I'm like, you know what, if possible, I should probably step away from this for a while. And, yeah. and move on to the next thing. So in my opinion, I think time blocking is so cool. Um, Definitely. And I'm not overly obsessive or rigid about it. I, I'm pretty lax with it, but just doing it at all, I think really helps. I think one thing that's interesting about tracking your time and time blocking as well is I have realized I accomplish tasks, some tasks better in the morning and some tasks better in the afternoon. And it kind of, when you take a look at that, and if you find yourself, you're dreading a task and you schedule it for 8 a.m., then sometimes I procrastinate for forever. It's like, I know if I set that task and like I plan on doing it at four, I'll just do my rest of the day as normal, knock it out at four and I'm more ready equipped. If I put my worst task at the beginning of the day, I have trouble getting started. <laughs> I, I 100% agree with what you just said. And interestingly, you know, you hear a lot of people, they say like, you know, do the hardest thing first, get it over with. No. And I think that, that might work for some people. But when I first started with this coach, I was trying to just, you know, be my best self. And so I put, I wanted to get the kids to preschool and I wanted to get home and I wanted to work out immediately. And you know what? I did exactly what you just described. I procrastinated my day and would find myself like watching random YouTube videos because I just didn't feel up to working out at at that time in the morning. And so yeah. now I don't even attempt it. I get started on other stuff and I work out in the afternoon because I'm just not really a morning person. So yeah. I think it's that for me, what you said just resonated with me so much. I feel the same exact way. Yes, I think you just have, well, and there's so many motivational and like schedule your life this way or do this. There's so much information out there, like especially directed at moms on like how to um, kind of start your day. Yeah, start your day and lead your everyday life. And you really just have to like really take a deep look and see what works for you. Because if it ain't working, it ain't worth it. Yeah, I I agree. (laughs) Well, we have some mom questions we'd like to ask you that we just ask all of our guests um, that we have on. And so I'm curious, what is your biggest mom thing? Like what's your kind of mom obsession? Do you worry about what they're eating or do you worry about putting on sunscreen or how long they brush their teeth? That kind of stuff. Well, you know, it's probably like safety things. Like I think I can be a little bit obsessive about like, and, and I don't necessarily think 
it's wrong to be this way, but I'm just very like, are they buckled in exactly right? Or, you know, tonight we went out for pizza and there's like these train tracks and, you know, Oliver and Rosie and Chris wanted to kind of like go get on them and take some pictures. There's like no trains in sight. You can see forever one way, forever the other way. Like, we were being very aware, but it still made me nervous. Yes. I think I I get nervous about that sort of thing um, more than anything. Like, you know, Oliver has a bunk bed in his room and I'm like always taking the ladder off so that Rosie can't get up there. I get, I do tend to get a little bit worried and paranoid about like safety type stuff. That's probably my big thing. I feel my daughter, my five-year-old has a bunk bed and my son is too. And it's one of the short ones for my Kia, so it's not, like, super scary. But my son has decided he can easily climb up and down it now. And he's done pretty good. So I kind of – I monitor, but, like, I try to step back. And the other day, he took one step down and fell completely off on his back. And then looked at me like I had failed him. I was like, oh, no. You had been doing so well. And he just gave me that look with those tears. And I'm like, well, then don't get up there. But really inside, I'm like, oh, what have I done? Oh, girl, I get it. I feel you on that worry. (laughs) I do. And I, you know, Chris, like I say all the time, you know, I'm safety Susan. That's what I call myself. Like I'm a little bit bit dumb about it. Not dumb, but like a little bit obsessive about that. So that's my thing. Um, Maybe I would be, I have four boys. So like I kind of have to be a little bit. I can't stay on top of all of them. I just can't. Right. Right. No, I think. Okay, so. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think you kind of have to, like, figure out what battles you can actually fight with your own kids. You know, like, pick your battles. Yes. Absolutely. It's all in what you can handle in a day. Okay, so what is your favorite way to relax at the end of the day? Ooh, that is such a good question. Okay. It can so, be a list. It doesn't have to be one thing. <laughs> um, I love, like, please don't think, this is going to sound so nerdy. But I love, like, researching random stuff. I find it to be very relaxing to, like, look stuff up and read about stuff. Like, nothing that has to do with my job, nothing that has to do with anything. Like, my friends all know, like, if you need to know anything, tell Katie because she will go research it. Like, I find that to be so fun. And that sounds so nerdy. But it's relaxing to me to just kind of fall down the rabbit hole of, like, researching a topic. I am the worst about that. And what I'll do is like my husband and I will be like, we try to really not do phones in the evening if we're watching TV or spending time together. You know, I say try. We do our best. Right. (laughs) But I will start out. We will be watching something and I won't understand what they said or they'll mention somebody that I hadn't thought about in a long time. So I'll start looking them up and then just head down this deep rabbit hole. And like an hour later, my husband's like, what are you looking at? And I'm like, well, I'm looking at the annexation of Puerto Rico. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I feel like I just met my soulmate right now talking to you. I'm reading a book on Havana. Like it's called Next Year in Havana. Our book club is reading it. And like, yes. I had to stop reading it because I needed to go look up the Cuban Revolution and learn everything yes. about it. Absolutely. <laughs> I've been, I've, that one's been on my to-read list. Have you started Have you uh, already started it? Yes. I mean, I, I didn't get very far because I had to stop and go research. But <laughs> I do really like it so far. I really do. Good. So, so far, I would recommend it. 
I'm usually a month or two re- uh, behind Reese's um, book club, <laughs> Reese Witherspoon's book club, and that was like July's. Right, I think, right. I think it was July's pick, so I'm like, it's it's in my queue, but it hasn't come up to the top yet. I keep getting distracted. I, I was that. reading this um, book about personality types right now, but then I keep stopping to look up more information on the different personality types. So Which I book feel were you, you reading? I kind of love personality oh, types. Do you remember the name oh, of it? Um, yes, it's on, I have it right here. Um, it is a really, in fact, I heard about it on a podcast. It's Extraordinary Moms podcast. And she had the writer on there and it was so good. And I'm, I'm pulling it up so I can, um, where did it, reading people, how seeing the world through the lens of personality changes everything. And it's by Ann Bogle. And it is really, really, really good because it, 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 it keeps it on a pretty casual conversational level. So it's not exhausting to read right? because I like to read, um, when I'm reading books, I mostly read for fun. I like to Google for Google for pleasure and research, but when I'm reading books, most of the time it's for fun. Yes. So so I, I, yeah, it's a really, really good one. And it's just um, super interesting because it brings in the parenting aspect of like, if you're this type of parent or you have a highly sensitive child, like, you know, kind of how to, how to deal with that kind of stuff. Oh my goodness. I would love to read that. I do feel like Oliver is fairly, sensitive to things so that would yes. be a good one for me to read my older do- my um, five-year-old is a hundred percent and I feel like I am too so it's been really interesting to read it and like to think about her she's she's my textures kid she's my her socks have to line up just right that kind of stuff. yeah that's how Oliver is like I, I couldn't I have like bumps on the bottom all that. yes <laughs> oh if it's if it's sideways <laughs> yeah I feel like older children are kind of that way. Like yes. They're a little more orderly. and You yes. know, it it must be. There's got to be some sort. I would love to see some sort of research about that because my daughter is not like that at all. Oh, <laughs> no. And did that second child catch you off guard? Because oh, I yeah. Because I can't get over Oh, yeah. My second child had caught, has caught me off guard. I talk about it with, like, every guest. I'm like, but your second baby. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole new ball game. That's all there is. Let's do it. My third is the hardest right now. Like I, I'm, I'm googling uh, books for strong-willed children. <laughs> oh, I, I read. There's one raising your spirited child. I've read that oh, one. I need to read that. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I don't think I read the whole thing, but no, like, that's how I am with like parenting books. I get yeah. like a few nuggets out of it, and I'm like, okay, that's something I can try tomorrow. Right. And then I move on. Right. <laughs> Uh, so what would be your biggest tip or your best um, mom hacks to give to a new mom? Um, this, I, I mean this in the most positive way ever, but this too shall pass. Yes. That is my <laughs> tip that I tell every new mom. Because when I was going through my struggles with breastfeeding, with recovering from my C-section that I had with my son, with trying to figure out how to get him to sleep. Everything felt like the biggest deal and like the end of the world. Oh, yeah. I remember that feeling. Like, I can feel it when I think about it. Like, it's Yes. Heavy. It <laughs> felt heavy feeling. and it felt, there were times that I even felt trapped in that, yeah. oh, whatever yeah. that situation was. And so my biggest advice is like this too shall pass. And that goes on the other thing. It's with the good things too. So it's like, 
you have to really soak up the really good parts too, because they will pass too. But sometimes you just need to know, like, this is hard, but it's going to get better so much faster than you realize. Yes. And when you're tired, everything's just so much worse. Yes. Yes. And you just need to know that, like, you will get sleep again and yes. you will feel like yourself again, or at least for the most part, close enough. Yes. Some version yeah. Of you know, yeah. Some version of yourself that you sort of recognize that you feel happy with, you know? Like, now I have a side question that goes yes. with that. So as you've outed yourself as a researcher, which I identify with. So I just have to ask if having kids has been exhausting for you as far as the research involved with it. Did you Google everything or is that just me? (laughs) It it really was at first. It really was. I, I was so obsessed with natural birth. I read, I read everything on it, knew everything about it. Hilariously ended up with, not hilariously, that's the wrong word, but like, it's kind of (laughs) ironic that I ended up with a C-section being the person who researched that so intensely, um, researched breastfeeding, researched like sleep and schedules and just all of that. I did so much research with my son. Um, and I really didn't do, I think I have gotten away from that some, it was almost crippling how much I did with my first child. And I think having kind of two jobs has helped me. It has helped me step away from that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I completely understand. I had that with my daughter. My daughter was an easier baby. So I had it some with my son too, because he was just always, he came out high maintenance. He's real cute though, but he came out (laughs) high maintenance. And so I, had so much anxiety with him so I was just curious if that research apparently it's just we research everything <laughs> yeah yeah it, it probably crippled me a little bit to be yeah, honest with absolutely. you you probably have a friend like me who just calls I'll just call Rachel and I'm like can you look this up I, I can't <laughs> tell you like my kid just uh, took a bite of a dishwashing pod will you look up what I need to do <laughs> yep I am the person that you can call, and I'll tell you. Yes, I can't tell you how many times Chris has texted me something like, I know I could Google this, but can you tell me? And I'm like, yes, give me give me 10 minutes, and I'll have four sources for you. <laughs> I'm so that way. I'm just so that way. How yes. funny. Okay, Katie, we have loved having you on. We would love for you to tell our listeners how they can find you and find out more about Artful Agenda. Yes. Okay. So I am on Instagram, Artful Agenda. So at Artful Agenda. And then you can also follow just my personal account, which is Artful Katie. And it's K-A-T-Y. I'm also on Facebook, Artful Agenda. So it's very, very simple and easy. Um, So yeah, that's how you find me and follow. Perfect. Well, we will have all of Katie's links on our Instagram and everything when when you are listening to this episode, because it will be live at that point. So um, you guys can always check out at Surviving Motherhood Podcast on Instagram or survivingmotherhoodpodcast.com. Katie, thank you so much for coming on. We really enjoyed chatting, and uh, I'm a happy user of Artful Agenda. So thank you so much. Well, you are welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been really, really fun. Yes, it has. Have a good night. All right.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.